<laughs> Sorry, Andrew Thompson. I couldn't help myself with that. How are you doing? Yeah, I don't expect anything uh, less than from from you. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Thompson is regularly in with us on a Monday evening. He brings us business on boring. He is a writer for Business Insider South Africa. Tonight, we are talking about how you can order a five-course meal from some of South Africa's top restaurants. I guess everyone's feeling the pinch nowadays, and even the highbrow hoity-toity restaurants have to come down to our level a little bit, Andrew? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a, an interesting sort of uh, development in the in the restaurant industry that initially, a lot of the guys, a lot of the, the sort of high-end, especially Cape Town restaurants, actually said, no, we're not, we're not going to do anything until we can operate as, as per usual. Uh, and then I think a, a couple of guys looked at what was happening elsewhere in the world and said, actually, the chance of us opening up fully again is, is, is very unlikely in the near future. And we we want to make a go of it or at least pay our salaries um yeah we have to we have to make a plan and yeah so even some of the even some of the fanciest restaurants in the uh, in the country decided to just drop down to the the takeaway level um which which i thought was uh, uh, it's a very complicated and, and um and it's a decision that couldn't have come easily for a lot of the big establishments but some of them have done really well, and they've they've mm. been really creative in the process. Now, I, I see that in, in the United States, even a, a handful of uh, Michelin star restaurants have started offering deliveries. Um, it must take a lot for a renowned and you know expertly trained chef to put his creation into a, a styrofoam box or a piece of foil and send it off uh, on the back of a of a scooter bike for delivery. Yeah, I, I think the, the interesting thing is that a lot of the guys aren't actually don't, don't actually seem to be competing at that level. But they're actually a lot of the guys are actually still trying to do something fancy uh, and not not have to tap into the delivery guys. So a lot of them are actually delivering the guys that I, the restaurants that I spoke to. They're actually delivering the meals themselves, or they're having the staff deliver it them themselves. Um, so it's it's less about sort of suddenly creating a, a cheap and cheerful fast food uh, meal. And more about trying to create some sort of res- resemblance of what they were offering in the restaurant. I, I, and, I, I know it must be yeah. very difficult because when I go to a restaurant, if I go to a high end restaurant somewhere, I can you know entertain the misses. Um, you know, once in every three or four years, uh, we go not only for the taste of the food; it's for the ambiance, it's for uh, it's for the the hospitality, but also it's about the presentation. How are they trying to overcome that? Um, you know, the yeah. expertly presented food because you you are eating with your eyes and not you know just consuming it through through your mouth. Well, that's the thing, and and a lot of the food that these guys are making doesn't actually travel that well. I mean, even even the, the odd burger or, or pizza that I've ordered during lockdown has, has almost always arrived sort of lukewarm and and a little bit slopped to the side. So when you when you're paying four or five times that for a, a high end meal, you've got to ensure that it comes at a really good a good standard. So I think what they're doing is is these guys are obviously high end chefs that are then looking at ways that they can make their food travel well. So a lot of them are are doing it in a way that's not um, the food isn't fully cooked and it arrives and uh, and some of them are, are sending you a little WhatsApp and saying your food's on the way. Get your oven on and you put your oven on. You throw this uh, this beef Wellington into the oven and it suddenly uh, 
you know, you, you sort of have five or ten minutes in the oven and it, and it comes out fresh and, and hot. But a lot of them are also, you know, um, Wolfcut up in Partenoster, which is a, you know, the, won the best restaurant in the world last year. Um, and it's I've been lucky enough to eat there. It's a phenomenal little wow. restaurant. And it's, it's all about um, the experience of the view and the, mm. the scenery. Um, and, and the, the, and the and story the, of, 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 of exactly. how they got today's produce or how they grazed for, you know, whatever kelp they're using in their dishes today. It's yeah. also the story about what is in today's meal. Exactly. And, and to translate that into a, into a takeaway is almost impossible, especially with mm. Wolfhut where it's, you know, a lot of it is, is, is like uh, foraged seaweed or, but you know what, what they've done is really interesting is a, is sort of a home delivery box um, with, a hand-painted image of the view um, that you'd have there, a, a playlist, a recommended playlist that you can stick on in the background that sort of sets some of the tone um, and then carefully selected and uh, it's, it's open to interpretation, but sort of flavor profiles that are sort of unique and representative of, uh, of that particular restaurant. And I, I think a lot of the chefs I spoke to are, are using that sort of catchphrase of flavor profile um, that they that they're trying to follow through, so that when this is over, you can say, mm. you know, wow, I really remember that memorable home cooked meal. Let me uh, let me go and get a taste of that in in the restaurant. Now, I'm I'm seeing the the menu for the restaurant uh, fame. Everything from wagyu beef foie gras, chicken and eel terrine, grilled springbok lamb, famous camembert cheesecake. This this is an, an Hawaiian pizza that's available yeah. for takeaway. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had quite a quite a long and, and fascinating conversation to, uh, with Peter Templehoff, the, the chef there. I mean, he's one of the most esteemed chefs in, in the country. And uh, and his comment to me was, you know, before this happened, he would never have imagined selling his cheesecake sort of as a takeaway dish. Um, and what he's done is really, he was one of the, the real pioneers at the stage where, where all of the fancy restaurants were saying, we just can't do it. He said, I'm going to give it a shot. Mm. Um and his his restaurant, yeah, is a high di- high uh, high and fine dining establishment, and it's stuff that that he's actually managed to uh, convert into a way that travels relatively well. Um, he's giving um, employees with cars the ability to go and deliver it themselves, as opposed to having it um, sort of bounce around on the back of a scooter. And he's he's made a real go of it uh, with his experience and. And I think I have nothing but respect for these chefs that are that are actually looking at it and going, how can I do the best that I can under the almost impossible circumstances? Because many times these chefs are the owners, the operators of these restaurant businesses. Not only do they have the responsibility to their customers, but they have the responsibility to the people who work for them to try and keep things running, to try and keep a revenue stream going so that, people can be paid and people can support their families. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I mean, I've, I've worked in restaurants uh, in pretty much every position from washing dishes to waiting tables and, and sort of prepping, cutting a hundred potatoes in a, in a, in a morning for the evening, uh, evening shift. And I think there's, there's a definite sort of community um, vibe around a restaurant that, that is about, people pulling together as a family, it's, it's hard, it's incredibly hard work and stressful. And I think a lot of these, the shifts and the, the guys at the top feel this real accountability towards the guys that are coming in and actually doing a lot of the heavy lifting during the day. And I think for most of them, the idea is actually just to 
just to ensure that they can somehow get, even if they're not making the same amount of money, they can somehow almost break even and, and get as much of their staff back in and pay, keep paying them as much as they can to keep, you know, to keep those sort of relationships and, and that, that lifestyle alive for them. Um, Andrew, so, yeah, I have a huge sympathy. Very quickly, how much is a five-star takeaway dinner going to cost me? Uh, so there are lots of options, um, and it'll cost you a lot less than in the uh, in the actual restaurants. But if you uh, if you're willing to fork up, it'll you can get something really good for about five hundred bucks uh, for two people, um, up right up to five thousand rand if you want to splash out for a, a gourmet meal box. <laughs> I know what I'm doing for my wedding anniversary. Andrew Trump's he's, he's a business. I'll take some pictures <laughs> with my own ambient music and a picture of Paternoster Andrew Thompson. He is a business insider, freelance writer. He is with us every Monday, bringing us some business unboring. But would you try it? Would you fork out? From a 500 to 5,000 rand, maybe not 5,000 rand, let's be realistic here. Let's just say 1,000 rand on a five-star takeaway dinner. A great menu, everything from Wagyu beef to chicken and eel terrine to grilled springbok loin. All nicely presented in a takeaway box. Would you try it? Let me know. 021-446-0567. Drop me that WhatsApp. 72 567 